Matt, man, welcome back. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No it's, problem. Uh, it's a pleasure to be a 100% uh, human being again. Yeah, that, but like, you I'm breathe. always this, it's the same guest every time. You, I mean, you're not actually a guest, you're, uh, it's called a co-host. Yeah, yeah, um, I get that. But but you always say welcome back. But this time I actually mean welcome back because you were in the land of the dead for uh, about four days with sinus issues. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Gotta love changes of weather. Um, spring is gorgeous, except if you have allergies. And then it is the worst season imaginable. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, podcast six or seven i'm not actually sure i'm not counting anymore yeah it hasn't even been that many and i'm already at a point where i just i'm not gonna count we'll just, we'll just upload <laughs> we've uh i'll know once i i fill out yeah, that's right the the thing the cover art yeah. for for it i'll make that and then it'll be like oh this is podcast 6.6 or something uh this one's actually a cool one it's changes in the market right uh we've seen a, a bunch of things happening in the market that we knew would come over the past two and a half years, three mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. Um, but seemed to have just happened for some agents overnight. For others, it was a slow, a slow. Burn. Yeah, it seems like prices are all over the place right now too. Yeah, some houses you'll have zero offers on. Other houses that you don't expect, you'll have uh, twenty-eight offers still. Um, but I mean, realistically, this change has been. Since like mid February, uh, the beginning of February, I know Bernie had mentioned that uh, a bunch of the really successful real estate investors that he knows actually started liquidating about twenty five percent of their holdings, um, and so he he kind of forewarned and a couple other agents that have a big presence in the Simcoe area mm-hmm. also kind of let us know that that was something that was definitely occurring. And then you see more and more agents feel it. More and more listings go by with no offers on offer date or listing closer to what they actually want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it seems like it seems based on the market that we've been in, it seems like the whole market is stopping, but it's actually the complete reverse. It's, um, it's actually like a balancing of the market, which is incredible for buyers and sellers, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it levels everything out, and it's a healthier market, and there's more inventory that is out there, but also getting sold, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Do, you, uh, do you have the actual number for Simcoe, the amount of houses sold? Number of houses sold. Yeah, just just overall units. So, I mean, if we could look it up, it would be we would want uh, March of this year versus March of last year. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at. But one uh, one cool thing that I kind of want to get into is is a couple factors and like reasons behind this and what to expect and some of the changes that kind of show. March of uh, March of 2021, there was 1,326 sales. Okay. Uh, in comparison to this year, you're looking at 829. So it was actually less. Way less. To be honest, that actually makes sense. I know, I know when we were looking at five-year stats, last year 
was an anomaly. It was, yeah, oh, absolutely it was. It was like a steady increase, and then last year there was uh, like a 50% increase. It was it a huge like. jump year over year, even from 2020. You're looking at 719 sales in total in March just in Simcoe County alone. Um, yeah, 2021 was... doubled in a it year. Was, it was a, a ridiculous year, and the craziest thing about it is so many more houses sold, but the average days on market was so low that uh, it felt like there was almost no inventory, right? Mm-hmm. And if you actually look, I think I think we're still well above the five-year average, which is kind of what you want to track, right? You can't have, can't have outlier years be the major thing that you base your, your numbers, your stats on, and things like that. Um, but yeah, so what have you kind of been seeing on your end as far as as averages pricing things like that you know what's crazy we were just talking about this the townhouses in innisville yes absolutely that's a wild drop like the average not even the median not even the median sale price like the average sale price in innisville for a townhouse According to InfoSparks, which is straight yeah. off of Matrix, $1,142,500. Was in February. February. Okay. Last month. Or One million. Well, a month and a few days. 1,142,500. Yeah. And then in March, that dropped to $829,250. So it's like a $300,000 drop. It's a huge drop. You know, you know, I. I what was the what was the average detached home price? Um, that's gonna happen. Uh, fuck. Let's, let's just. I know that um, generally there there's caps, right? So detached homes have no no limit to what they can reach. They can be zero dollars. They can be several billion dollars, depending on the house <laughs> and whatever. Not around here, but. You show me a house worth several billion dollars, you know, and I'm, it better not be I'm like. Sure, there are. It's like a castle that's like overlooking, like the Loch Ness Lake in Ireland. It's just this giant futuristic ancient. castle. Oh, yeah. futuristic! Well, too. no, the outside is ancient. And okay, then it's a billion. It's billions of dollars, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those detached doesn't have a cap, but townhouses can never go close to detached. So, what was the average house price? Uh, for a detached home in Innisville in February. Let me take a guess. Sure. If the if the townhouse price was one million one point one, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that it was one point three. You're so far off. Really? Oh yeah. So single family homes uh, in Innisville. Yeah. For February 2022, you're looking at an average of. One million fifty three thousand six eighty two. So it was less than townhouses. Less than townhouses, and then in March it went up, where we saw a drop everywhere else. That's so weird. So you would have to assume. So it still went up. It, it it wasn't a massive increase. It was forty grand. Still a lot of money, like forty G's up to one million ninety two thousand. Yeah, that's the reverse that we've seen kind of throughout the rest of. Very dropped Simcoe, by forty thousand. Right. 
it uh, it dropped to below a million dollars for the first time in in a, a significant amount of time. It's like nine hundred ninety three thousand. But it dropped by sixty. Yeah, Barry. Barry was at an average of uh, an average sale price of one million ninety three thousand nine hundred. In March, it dropped to one million thirty three thousand. So it dropped sixty grand. Innisfil went up. That's wild. Innisfil actually went up in March, where the other major areas like Barry, like even Wasaga Beach, Wasaga Beach went. I mean, I, it went up by two grand. It's nothing not really, crazy. It's not really like an. Uh, no. You know, a crazy trajectory upward like Innisfil, you get that $40,000 increase, which is pretty crazy. I think uh I think the the best sign though is that condos have increased significantly whereas in Barry towns and like detached homes have dropped um which is is kind of what we had predicted uh about a month and a half ago. In this in this bill is on fire right now. Yes, Innisfil is like, a hot Innisfil is actually on fire. So because it's really it's a smaller town and it's all like almost right by the water. Well, there's that huge project that, that they're coming out with as yeah. well in the next uh, billion years. Yeah, they say <laughs> soon, but it's city planning. So. Yeah. Um, but Innisfil itself in February, the average sale price for a condo was six fifty. Now, you're not doing too well with your guesses here, but I'm going to let you take another shot in the dark on what you think it went up to in March. I don't think it could have gone much higher than 675. 947. What? <laughs> How many condos got sold? You know what it probably is? It's probably just Friday Harbor. Yeah. It probably only condos that sold were probably larger condos in Friday Harbor. Whereas before. They had... Uh, yeah, there wasn't very many sales, so that's why the numbers are no. so skewed. Yeah, right? well, that's like, um, realistically, when we got into real estate, you could buy a two-bedroom condo in Friday Harbor for 500000 and now if you want to, it's 900000 Like Barry, uh, we saw from February to March, not a, not a huge increase in condo. I think I saw it was like 25000 Not even, not even, you're looking at like... Uh, Eleven thousand, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, but still, it's an it's an increase just like month over month, right? So yeah, it's not a, but that's that's kind of a good sign, right? And a couple months ago, that was, that was a prediction that you and I had, right? So, what are some of the the main reasons that you think there is the cooling off, let's say, of sale prices, right? On average, home prices are down about four percent. No, it's been what. Two years? Yeah. Almost going on two years. It's just crazy. Crazy record breaking numbers right? consistently th- every single month. Like we've talked about this before, like just like off off the podcast, like buyer fatigue is probably playing a huge role in it. Nobody wants to be dealing with these multiple offers anymore, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I mean sellers it's been it's been a phenomenal two years for sellers. <laughs> it's it's crazy, right? Like, um, going through the explanation of when you're buying a house and it's like listen if you like this house there's a bunch of people that want to take advantage of the lowest interest rates in canadian history mm-hmm. if you like this house so do they yeah right and there isn't enough inventory that stays on the market for long enough that people like multiple people are gonna to bid on this but we we definitely see uh situations mm-hmm. where one offer maybe zero offers come in and, and you have to readjust and so 
the interest rate thing as well too, right? Because the Bank of Canada has been talking about doing an overnight interest rate hike by 50 basic points. Yeah, so up up half a percent in total. Uh, I think that's a full percent. Yeah, I, I could be completely wrong about this, but they're saying that the last, the, like when they did the 0.5% in March. It was a 0.25. It went from 0.25 to 0.5. Which is 25 basis points apparently. Yeah. So 50 basis points, wouldn't that be a full percent? No, that'd be a half percent. I see, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. They should probably just make it... Uh, like, stop like talking we're going about like up. coins? Yeah. <laughs> just put a percentage? Like. Yeah. <laughs> is this like a new coin? Is this like Doge? 25 basis points. Is this like Dogecoin? Is, so, right? Like, sure. I know what a point is. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a half a point is, but a basis point? Like, are we talking something totally different here or what? Yeah. Well, this is, this is one of the issues, right? It's like hard to hard to get facts and and really like kind of cut away the fluff of these articles right is yeah the big five banks are expecting another half point raise yeah um very very soon based on the budget right at, well at the in the june meeting apparently and then we're going to uh they're expecting like a, a slow like quarter point increment each month so you might see rates at about two percent by the end of 2022 yeah, I think they said uh, at the beginning of the year they wanted to get it to 1.25%. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I've actually heard a lot of people say is, oh, with the interest rate increase, the housing market is going to go down. And here's an issue with that, right? Say you buy a million-dollar property and the you have a fixed interest rate of 1.5%, mm-hmm. right? 25-year amortization you have an average of $3,197 is your monthly payment. Yeah. If it goes up by a half percent, so to 2%, you actually have to have a 5% drop in the market. So you have to have that house that was a million dollars drop to $950,000 just to be paying the same amount of money monthly. It's crazy. So everybody that's saying, oh, interest rates just go up a little bit, uh, but we're gonna have this great cooling of the market. No, you're gonna be paying the same amount. Shout the, out, shout out to Charles, by the way. Yeah, for <laughs> for running the the numbers. It it wasn't exactly five percent. It was uh like like around five percent. Yeah, depends on. It's easier to explain it all. It's just going yeah. to be a flat five percent, but. Um, I, so this is this is one of the issues, right? Yeah. Is is people are like, oh man, like I'll be fine. Like I'm just gonna wait until it. No. No, this is why you cannot time the market. Been running into that so often too. Yeah. In the past like couple weeks. Yeah. With a handful of folks that I've been talking to about just even buying or, or selling their house because they don't want to sell. They're like, oh, I'll just wait out. Wait what out? It's time in the market will always, every single time, beat trying to time the market. Yeah. If you can, if you can afford a million dollars. Before an interest rate increase, you cannot afford a million dollars after the no, interest rate increase. Not at all. Right? The reason is, it you're gonna have more interest, right? You're gonna pay more interest on that money, mm-hmm. right? So, if you want to keep the payments the same, you you have to like your your budget scales. Yeah. Right, you can't somehow come up with an additional five hundred dollars a month to pay 
Like, like it, it just increases your monthly payments. Yeah. And it, it's it's baffling how people don't realize that that a 0.5 increase in interest has a much larger influence on what you can actually afford house-wise than the small drop that you get when it corrects. Mm-hmm. And with immigration coming in, like immigration increasing over the next year or so. Which is actually a solid segue, Reese. Oh, perfect. Into, I don't like, is it like an elephant in the room now? What? Like this the is foreign... the first thing that I think. The foreign buyers? That's like a super conservative move for a liberal party to, to pull. You know, to be honest, I, I don't actually know. Here's here's what I think the reasoning behind it is. Uh, housing two years housing affordability. Housing affordability has been like a, a hot topic oh, for yeah, a very long time. And they saw that the market with the interest rates, like house prices were going down. Again, that doesn't change affordability. Mm. That doesn't make it more affordable to own a house, right? Because 5%... On five hundred thousand uh, dollars, is like uh, the same number as two and a half percent on a million, right? Um, so talking about the yeah the ban for foreigners from buying I, homes here, I think one of the there there's a couple stipulations as well. It's like if they're on if the foreign buyer ban, it's not going to, it won't apply to students, foreign workers, or foreign citizens who are permanent residents. Yeah. So anybody living in Canada, they can't just be investments. It's essentially only an investment. Yeah. You're you're still like, it has to be your primary residence. But my question is how many cities do you think that's going to influence? I know Quebec decided to do this like last week, Mm -hmm. but I don't see has had it for a long time. Yeah. I don't see it being like a hot button thing in the majority of Quebec. Right, I think major like metropolitan areas, it might influence. There was a, an article yesterday when this got announced um, from BC, and it was like uh, the foreign ban on buying won't actually change anything. It's just a move to look good for like the liberals because the market is already shifting, and so it's going to look favorable to them. Mm-hmm. To again, one thing that we have to note is lower house prices but higher interest doesn't make it more affordable no it actually most times will make it less affordable for you because you are paying a significant portion so right when you buy a house right um the amount of money that you pay monthly a larger portion of that goes to interest than it does to principal but as you start paying down the principal you eventually reach a tipping point where more of it gets to principal as opposed to interest. Yeah. However, with interest higher, it's just that interest portion is going to be more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that tipping point just it it's yeah. The the only thing if if I'm being honest numbers wise, if I'm looking at this the only thing that is a positive about that is that your overall debt ratio is lower. Right, because the principal amount that you're borrowing is a lower amount. Yeah. So if interest rates go up again, you're actually going to be in a less bad ba- bad position still, but in a less bad position than if interest rates go up and your house is a million dollars as opposed mm-hmm. to that. Right. But overall, it's going to be the same price. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so people that's, people forget that. 
just having the interest rates there is uh, I don't know. Yeah. Pe- people are people just don't seem to think like outside numbers. of the outside of the sale price of a home. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not they're not there's so many things. Well, that's the reason that someone should go with a mortgage broker as opposed to like a bank is because of all of the options they give you mm-hmm. and all of the products and solutions that they have for whatever you need. Our client wouldn't have been approved for what they would have been approved for if they went to a bank. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right? But now they can have an incredible home for their family to grow. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do want to talk to with the, the change is kind of the importance of selecting an agent. Right, I'm gonna take off. Long gone are the days of. Hopefully, long gone are the days where agents are taking iPhone photos. That if you see that they have had listings in the past, where there's iPhone photos or bad lighting, or the pictures are oversaturated, or like the write up isn't well done, or the marketing isn't there, you just completely ignore that agent. I don't care if you like them. I don't care if you, if they're your brother, sister, cousin, son, daughter. If they do not have top-tier marketing for your product and they don't have a solid game plan, you don't use them for anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. The the It's crazy to think that people are still cheaping out and taking photos themselves. You know? Like, I just, I couldn't go into somebody's house with my phone and start snapping pics. No. Like, I... The camera on this phone is a beast, don't get me wrong, but it ain't going to touch a DSLR still to this day, especially a professional photographer who does this understands day in and lighting, day out and understands knows lighting angles and, yeah. and knows how to, uh, yeah. There's so much that goes into it. So it's, it's what? It's what? 250 bucks? 300 bucks. 300 bucks? Let's say you have a, a really big house for, and it's really a, complicated and it's $500. 1,500 square foot house with the company that we use, 350 bucks, I think. Yeah. Another thing, staging. Staging is really, really important, and there's levels to staging. Oh, there's, it, there are levels to staging. I think it's it should always be. Staging increases your house. Um, I think on average, it's about an 8% increase when uh, professional staging has come in to when it's not. Again, this is market numbers during like a, the craziest sale time Which is ever. kind of funny, too, because during all of that, like... Uh... Like the beginning of the, not even at the beginning of like the whole pandemic and stuff like that, like even halfway through and they just, they like, there's no open houses being held. Yeah. There wasn't like stagers really weren't going into the homes because people didn't want other people in and, and the houses were still flying off the shelves. Yeah. With iPhone photos. With and I, it's crazy. Animals and it's crazy. And but the like, photos. But you see, they might've been selling, but you see the difference between a brokerage who uses the professional side of things, like getting professional photos done still, like you you would see an increase in an actual sale price. Yeah, versus, absolutely. Although it was selling and everything was selling, there was a higher price point when you had that like solid marketing. Yeah. One of my favorite conversations that we've ever had with Jordan was when he was uh, explaining value. This, I, I don't know if it was on the podcast or kind of after we spoke about it. Um, but oh, he, that's when we were up at his office. Yeah, just... Popped uh, in to say hi. And he was he was saying that, um, he was like, people often ask me, he's like, Jordan, like, the market is crazy. It'll sell without you investing $1,000 into photos, staging, and getting everything that you have as a brand done. It'll still sell. Why That's are you great. doing this? And his response was, 
people will remember when houses don't just sell that even when they were doing it, I was doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. It's very much to do with his brand as well, right? Yeah. It, it's, like, this is my brand. We hold ourselves to a higher standard regardless if the house is going to sell or not. Yeah. I The cons- consistency across the board makes a huge difference. Yeah. That's one of the things that I like about uh, some teams that shall not be said is the house is 300000 or the house is $30 million. They get that book. Yeah. They get that little wooden hanger on the door yep. that to this day I can't believe exists. It's but the consistency. You know what? It did look pretty sick. Right? And, and that's the thing, right, is... Consistency is key, man, especially with your marketing. Yeah. If if everybody knows, like, the package that they're going to get is just going to be top tier regardless of the house. Like, it's going to look good in a $4 million home. It's going to look good in a $300,000 home. Yeah. And, and that really, that comes down to it. Another big thing is, like, making sure selling your house is an emotional process. Take all of the photos and everything outside of it. Take all of that stuff, like getting the house ready. Uh, is your agent going to put sweat equity in? For one thing, like, are they mm-hmm. going to clean? Are they going to make sure everything is up and ready? But when selling, like, make sure you have someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Right? There's, uh, we've met a bunch of agents that are, like, probably fantastic agents, but I don't think that I could have a drink with them. And, like, when you're going through something really, really sad, it's like, would you, are they the type of person that you would, uh, let watch your dog mm-hmm. while you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And that should be a good thing. Like, do I trust this person? And do I know that if I'm freaking out at 1030 at night, because I have a million questions, are they going to be there to answer me? Yeah. And making sure that you're you're really, really selecting. Like, I might ignore you at 1030 at night. Yeah. But like... But that's fine. If somebody called me that we were doing like a listing for them... Or even helping buy or whatever. My it phone's is. next to me. It might be you calling. I'm just gonna say no. I didn't have my phone near me. But yeah. if a client calls, I'm definitely gonna answer that phone. Yeah, absolutely. Realistically, guys, the the market is going to change. It always changes. Always. It's it. It is not a static thing. No. Um, being in sales, like both of us in different industries for so long, like every industry is gonna have changes. But real estate is like. Yeah. Real estate is just absolutely. One thing, one thing I want to leave people with is, if you can afford to get in the market, don't try to, uh, don't try to time the market, right? Buy in, get it, get your home. If and don't look. If you have a budget, right? You have a budget. Whatever number you come up with in your head, listen. This is is your budget. Don't look at houses at that number. Still, no. I mean, the even, average... even now, like I, I get that things are changing. We're seeing more inventory come through, but you're still you're still going to have the chance of multiple offers coming through. Give yourself a little bit of like the average list price to sale price in Barry uh, for just houses, right? So all detached houses. They could have been duplexes, anything like that. In February was one hundred and eighteen percent. And then in March was 108. So we are seeing a drop and people are listing closer to the number that they want. Um, but again, list price is a tool to drive people in. It is not indicative of what it will sell for. So that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you for uh, for joining is, us. Do we not have like a... A question of yeah. the day? Ooh, I actually, I didn't prepare one. 
do you have a question, Matt? Yeah. All right. Here's a question for you. Did you know that in the Kundal's Plaza uh, the, with the LA Fitness, yeah. there is a corn dog restaurant yeah. from Korea? And you can get a bunch of different toppings. And like you can pick cheese and beef or chicken. You could even get a chocolate corn dog. I, yeah, I heard about this. Um, I forget who was telling me about it. Was it you? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I think it was you because you mentioned the chocolate corn dog, and I kind of like. I, I did so. I, I didn't actually know that there was a chocolate corn dog until recently. Then maybe it wasn't you. I don't think it was me because I've only I went with uh, with Michelle before her listing. It's a, it's pretty cool. Here's the question: Would you eat a chocolate corn dog? So I don't like that question. 